Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end a one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. You know that. What? What's goody, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on, of course, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got B. Austin in the building. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Round two of the NBA playoffs, man. It's, It's produced a lot of big news, but most importantly, the latest round of NBA awards have produced even bigger news. And of course, we're going to rap about it. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite beverage, bust it up again with your guys in the greatest man cave in sports, the War Room. Of course, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the War Room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323 one, two. What up, homies? Uh, Juneteenth, the national holiday now. So is uh, Biden's contract with black people now fulfilled? Oh, yeah, it's done. Yeah, you done? Mean, it, 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 we, we out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, ain't got a, he ain't got a call cute now? He done? He cool? Nah, good? Nah. Roland Martin, all them he, people, they happy? They, you know, everything yeah, even right. listen, the tape, the tape's about to drop of him using the N-word and calling us monkeys anyway, so... So, you know, so slavery, you know, all forgotten, all all water under the bridge. Yeah, now, cause, oh my Because they made a holiday about slavery. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. You know, I, we that, got Jim because there's we a lot of people team. who are like really excited about that. Uh, Jim, what's your thoughts on this whole thing, man? Because I'm like, I feel I've always felt a certain type of way about Juneteenth, even when black people were the only ones celebrating it. Now that everybody gets a day off, I feel even. You know, I feel some type of way even more. We, we should be excited for we should be excited for them commemorating the human rights that we should have had anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <pretty> much. <laughs> yo, yo, that 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 they let us out of yo. not because of the goodness of their hearts, but yo. because of, you know some 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 money arguments. I want to know, but, uh, yo, my man, yo, my guy B. Austin is, is amazing, yo. His timing at being there as soon as the ball drops, yo. I've never seen anything like it, yo. Yo, that was phenomenal, yo. I just want to say that first and foremost. Um, I appreciate second, that, brother. Co- I do what absolutely, I can. Absolutely, absolutely. With all due respect, yo. He also like, yeah, yeah he you like know. practice. <laughs> like the game that I die for. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. but yo, I'm talking about like on the nose. Like it was like, you know, bluff. <laughs> that's like, did he see him pull up? I'm like, yo, how's that even possible? How you do this? <laughs> that's perfect timing. Yeah. Anyway, yo, is, all I'm, all I'm going to say is this. Wakanda is real, and so is teleportation. <laughs> yo, I heard that. I heard that. Shout out to Wakanda. Yo, speaking of that, I'm going to be down on the A tomorrow, yo. Um, but that's either here or there. We'll talk. But, uh, yo, um, in terms of uh, your man, uh, Sleepy Joseph, 
his son a couple of weeks ago got caught saying all kinds of like, you know, using the N word for no reason at that. Mm-hmm. And no one even talked about it. It was like in the newspaper, it was just gone. Yeah, I'm like, yo. Joe has been accepted. Black people don't you know care about that. Yeah, I mean, Joe is I'm that, like, yo. that guy. I don't know why, but, yeah, you know, Joe, whoever replaced Joe Trump gets a lifetime pass, him and his family. It's like it's like airlines. Joe, they got companion passes. They fly free. <laughs> like, the pass he's getting right now, the pass he's getting right now is, like, insane. Like, my man picked the lowest but, hanging fruit to, like, but, but him, he didn't do. He didn't do not a damn thing to get the pass. All he did was replace Trump. Like they could have put a, they not literally could have put a monkey in the White House, and he would be able to do whatever he wants to do because he replaced Trump. <laughs> and I like that, we we emo we I'm fall for this. <laughs> not, nah, but but how do y'all feel? Like the reason I say I've never really. Like, it was never exciting to me even when it was just black people celebrating Juneteenth because I still think by celebrating, like, making that a holiday, I think we're still giving them power. Like, yeah, this is the day y'all let us free. I said, like, I don't (laughs) – I can't explain it. Like, and and Jim knows because we tried to talk about it in the chat, and I've been searching for the words all day, and I still haven't found them by airtime. I, I just is something about it that I don't like, and now that it's now that it's going to be a national spectacle and you know a part of the the, the Panda Express, like I think it's even worse now because a bunch of people who wish it never happened now they get a day off, now they get to cook out just because they got an extra day, and 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 like I don't I I can't I can't find the words, man. So for me, for me. I got a little different, not not different, because I actually agree with you for the most part. Like, um, I totally understand where you're coming from with saying that. Like, like you know, uh, the the the, the uh, pale folks getting day off on Juneteenth kind of rubs you the wrong way. I get it. Um, but this is but the stuff the we, as a people, beg for. Though we beg for these things to be holidays instead of just continuing to do our own thing. But here, I think here's where the real issue lies. The real issue lies in the fact that we never get any sort of reparations or any sort of power, right? <laughs> Because I think that all the atrocities and all the all symbolic, right? They have. I think that I think that they have to be acknowledged. Like I think that our hero's birthday should be acknowledged. I feel like Juneteenth should be acknowledged, but it should be it shouldn't be acknowledged without the other stuff. And I think that's where the problem lies. It's like well, the minute the minute the minute the minute you make substantial. Uh, acts to rep because think about what reparations the the root of the word reparations is to repair to repair mm-hmm. means you have to acknowledge right so you start acknowledgement like acknowledging our heroes but it it actually means they have to acknowledge that a they were wrong and b there's the still consequences the there's still consequences of what was done that exist today. Like they have to like to give us reparations is more than just the money in our pockets. It's an acknowledgement that the entire system was set up to murder and destroy us, and it still exists and works. So and we can't and we do get that. So, back on that notion every day we talk. Yeah. About Whether I mean, you use the right word. You said acknowledge. Is, it's not that some of them don't know. They don't want to acknowledge it. They just they say foh every time we you know, try to explain. So, so I think that's part of why you feel the way you feel. It's like you're, it's like I, you're giving I, I your ears, but you're not, you're not, 
Good like, point. you know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like, you know, I mean, she gave you the draws with no top. Like, I need both, right? No, right. And um, I mean, it's, it's more symbolism. That's a great man. analogy. Like, to me, to me, it's like, it's a spectacle because it doesn't mean anything. Ooh, exactly. you get a day yeah, off now. Was, you know, the, the people that get federal holidays off get a day Cause off. Because whatever, because listen, because whatever's wrong, whatever's wrong, there's the end. What, there you go. Whatever's wrong isn't cured by us having a holiday. It's not, it doesn't fix, that doesn't fix anything. That doesn't right or wrong. It's just. B, because it doesn't mean anything, dude. I take the day proudly uh, to to not have to work on Columbus Day, but Columbus is a piece of shit. You know what I mean? So, like, it doesn't mean anything. So, it's the same thing by him doing this bill. It's just symbolic. It's another way to, to, to. To appease the happy Negroes that will let him get away with anything just because he replaced Trump. So it's like, okay, now everybody gets a day off. Okay. And now what? (laughs) Now what? You know, it's it's funny, and I'm I'm sure that you brothers already knew this, but somehow I I got caught in uh, in the nexus that is YouTube, and it was breaking down the difference between Sambo and Uncle Tom. Yeah. And you know, we always <laughs> yeah. use the term <laughs> Uncle Tom. You be looking up, <laughs> We we always we always poop on the Uncle Toms because they exist in the house. And I'm and I'm going somewhere with this, right? So Uncle Tom used to exist really in the house, of course. People use it. Yeah. And and, right. and he was listening, but he would come back to the field Negroes such as ourselves and give us the intelligence. Kinda like the spook who sat by the door, but but he was first. Sambo was the ninja that was in the field with us, but he was running back to Uncle Joe Biden's footstool to tell him everything that we were doing in the field, everything that had us right. disgruntled, everything. That, so Sambo is who we really should ostracize versus Uncle Tom. And there's right. a lot of Sambos. So we, we're using cool. the wrong insults against each other. Right. We, 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 there's a lot of us who are Sambos who are excited by just getting a holiday, who are excited by just symbolism, who are excited by not receiving reparations because they're cool with not pulling the blanket back or lifting the rock up to see the bugs that's underneath. They're cool with the way but things you know are. I, I, think, I think there are part, part people like that, but I think that for the most part, a lot of people don't even recognize what's being done to them. There's a lot of, a lot of that's people that's true too. No yeah. I, had I mean, because a lot who, of them, do, who, you know, they're listen. proud in the in the name of black power, black pride. But like Jimmy said, like they don't really understand. They just thinking, okay, oh, something yeah. we we got something, a, but we really didn't. Yeah, get and a lot of it, a lot of it is really due to ignorance. And I'm not even like you know, not to call them stupid, but just literally being ignorant. I had a conversation with a lady who's in her 70s, and she said until now with this whole thing with Juneteenth, she didn't know what Juneteenth was. Right. Damn. Tell her, damn. You know what I'm Tell her to watch Blackish. This is a black woman, right? And, and, and that's the crazy part. So, I mean, we got a lot, a lot, of, lot, of, lot of it, bro. We don't know our history. We don't I don't, know but, our but that's history. the thing, though. I don't, I don't think that's rare. I really don't think that's rare. I think like people really started even hearing the term Juneteenth in like the last five years to ten last decade probably. 
But if you know but anybody you ask about that, I keep it a, act like all right. I keep it a, it, I, I keep it a, I keep it a style. Wow, well. I didn't know what Juneteenth was till I got to Howard University. Yeah, I, I mean, and it seems that way And and I don't think I don't think me and Jimmy would have had we not gone to the elementary and middle school that we went to. We wouldn't have heard about that before. I mean, I'm pretty sure we brought home a lot of stuff from Ivy Leaf that our parents hadn't heard of. You know what I mean? We probably taught Absolutely. them some but here, stuff. So. Yo, but I don't, I don't, don't know. nothing wrong with that. When you don't know your history and you don't study it or, or it's not brought to your attention. You can't beat then, the then, enemy. No, no, but, <laughs> but you also don't even understand why the reparations conversation is as serious as it is. It's not like, yo, we were in slavery, just pay me. It's deeper than that. A lot of our issues are caused because we're playing catch up in this in this in this war or race, whatever you want to call it. But um, so if you don't know the history, you don't even understand why that's a serious conversation. So therefore, you just take whatever little you know things are thrown your way. And that's the thing, like because you know a lot of them want to say when we're talking about and asking for reparations, we're just asking for a handout. No, we're trying to. I mean, and even reparations, it's not possible for them to pay us enough to catch up to be on even ground after 400 years is not possible. But it's like, yo, y'all talk about this you, piece of the American you, dream and all of that kind of stuff, and you're not affording that to everybody. I'm going to tell you all something that I found really funny about the reparations conversation. Plus, be a lot For of me, oppressed, quote-unquote, oppressed groups have already passed us in oppression anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Let it's it's more, namely, the LGBTQAGG no, my. It's more than that, right? For me, you forgot two S. Not even saying it right. And you forgot, you forgot two S. Did you ain't hear about the new letters they added and a number? No, no. And I live in Atlanta. Yeah, two S. LGBTQIA. Real talk. Are y'all for real? Real talk. Look it up. Yeah. Two S. Yo, I'm not looking. I'm done. Yo, it's easier for me to have a reparations have, conversation with with white people than it is with black people, especially uninformed, like black folks. Like it's easy because with white folks, all you do is really frame it in the context of economics and free labor, yeah. and they understand labor. And they so now whether they want to actually acknowledge it or not, they can always shift it back to the bootstrap conversation of how America was. You know, they bootstrapped their way up, but. They intellectually, it's easier to have that conversation with them because we hate ourselves so much a lot of times that we buy into the handout thing and how we would, how we would destroy ourselves with just a handout and niggas can't handle like it. it, So it's a, it's an interesting conversation as far as the LGBTQ FFFAA. Listen, that just just gays. It just gays. I'm just leaving it dead. Huh. Yo, God. No, I, I, was, I don't know. I forgot what I was about to say because you went on that tangent. I think I was. I don't know what I was about to say, man. Oh, I, I probably was about to say something along the lines of like, and you, I don't, you know, you mentioned Howard. Um, as much as Howard tries, you know, community failed a lot of students too because you know if you go into some of these social media groups, like <laughs> the them people that 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 are so proud of that are lost just like the rest of them, man. It's crazy. Um, so Howard failed in, in some of that. Um, that's why I, I knew always, Howard failed I, when I, Murphy I, I married a white tough. woman. <laughs> I, I, I give way more credit to my elementary school than 
Howard University. Yeah, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, man. So let's let's get into, you know, what we're here to get into. But before we do, just got to let you guys know, like we always do, before we get started, man, just want to remind you that whether you're, you're with us live or if you're not, you can you can check us out during the week when we're not live. Um, check out the archive episodes and of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, or you can pretty much find us on any of the major podcast listening platforms out there. So there's never an excuse to miss any show on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, so make sure you don't. So these hot topics in sports. I know some of y'all out there getting a little antsy, like, oh, man, I don't want to come here for this. But you come here for whatever the hell we talking about because we run this. But anyway, I don't mean to be angry, but, you know, Sixers did a number on me last night. But, um, and then this Juneteenth. <laughs> but uh, Hot Topics are brought to you by MyBookie. Boardroom family, you know what time it is. It's time for you to make some bread. Sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked them out, man, it's time for you to place your bets. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs going on right now, and then everyday baseball games. You can do that by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. You get it with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after the Sixers grab a big first-quarter lead. Then you can switch your bet to their opponents. Join now, and MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So, yeah, before we talk about these epic collapses in the Eastern Conference playoffs, because there's been more than one, <laughs> there's been more than one team, and there's been more than one by one team, um, let's, let's do a little check-in on NBA playoffs round two. I guess we can start out in Phoenix because um, – Suns in four, <laughs> they swept the Denver Nuggets and the, the league's MVP. Um, man, we, we talk about the Suns and the season that they've had, but it just gets better and better. It gets crazier and crazier to think that this team has been trash for the last decade. They did not make the playoffs last year, and here they find themselves the first of the four teams in the conference finals by dispatching of a team that went to the conference finals last season. Like, like all we hear is Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. He got some MVP votes. He's second team, uh, all NBA. Um, like, did he do this much for this team or was it just such a vast improvement of everybody around him just adding a piece, a, a steady veteran like him, a superstar veteran like him to the mix just made everything fall in place. Like you got to give Monty some credit on that. Um, I think, you know, the, the improvement of cats like Aiton, Bridges, but is Chris Paul this good? I mean, because we've seen him I with mean, some great teams that couldn't do what this team is doing. I think he's – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, I'm saying the answer to your question is both because you, the thing is, I mean, they all have bought into him. You can even hear them say it when they talk about him the way they talk about him. Like and he just talk. might be right where they but, need it. <laughs> but you got to give them credit too for Papa buying Chris. in because 
just because a veteran player who pulls up with experience and tries to lead lead players doesn't mean they'll buy in. So they all they all bought in. And I think also the combination of him and Monty and, and they establishing their relationship and then working together in the past and bumping heads, but then understanding, you know, just working together. It's almost like they got two coaches down there. Um, they probably them understand that what they went through in the past was necessary for now, for, for what's happening right Bro, now. He, I ain't going to hold you. That last game he put on a show, yo. That's probably the best Chris game I've ever seen. He was cooked. And this is like a dude that's going to the Hall of Fame. He was in <laughs> That little mid-range, jump to the side, fall away. Yo, he was killing them. Yo, he was he cooking was so bad, them. I forgot his haircut was terrible. I was like, yo, this boy. This yo, boy he like, was. I mean. Yeah. And then, Jeff, MB, when you see a, 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 you know, a 36-year or whatever he is, when you see an older player in the league go to work like that, it makes you forget that the young gun, you know, had just as many points. Like, he had like, – yeah. like, Devin Booker had, like, 34. Chris Paul might have had, like, 37. But he was cooking so much. It, just, it was just so much more noticeable because I guess at this point you're used to Devin Booker cooking. But yo, Chris Paul go out there and, and treat the Nuggets the way like, he treated them Nuggets. Yo, he treated them like chicken McNuggets. I'm into Nuggets, y'all. I'm into Nuggets. Yo, first off, Devin Booker, Devin Booker is one of them dudes that just like scores so effortlessly and easy that right. you don't even recognize he got buckets. And you look up at the end of the game and he got 30. You're like, damn, he got 30? Because his right. stuff is like consistent throughout the game. He don't have like spurts, but he'll put 10 straight. He'll just basically give you, like, you know, I'm going to give you eight points every quarter. Yeah, I'm going to give you a steady flow of these nuts. <laughs> he just kills you, right? <laughs> Yo, he's he coming for the goddesses on your team from quarter one to quarter four. <laughs> Yo, he definitely does. So, yeah, the Suns, you know, first team in the um, conference finals. But, like I said, like, this has been a crazy news week, and a lot of the news Yo, just came, came pouring down on Wednesday, right? So now we're hearing that Chris Paul is going to probably miss some time because of the health and safety protocol. They, you know, they don't really get into the specifics like, you know, Chris Paul have COVID or was he around somebody with COVID or was he just in a position that he wasn't supposed to be a la LeBron, even though LeBron runs the league, runs the world and, you know, he can get away with that kind of stuff. But when you see this, of course, you know that's where everybody's conversation went to. Like, all right, well, he got to sit out, and he's in the Western Conference Finals. They let LeBron play in the play-in game in, in the first round after he did something that was against the health and safety protocol. So, like, when y'all heard that news, did, did your mind, like, immediately go to the LeBron situation, or y'all just passed that by now? Uh, yeah, I'm passing. I was past. I was past that. I didn't even think about Bron. I mean, I, was, I, just I, that, I, I mean, for me, remember when we talked about I, it when it happened? We were like, all right, everybody that's complaining, look, LeBron is LeBron. Like, you got to get over that at some point. Like, he gonna get special treatment. Like, yeah, for me, he, he for ain't me, worked this like, hard I not to. I mean, he ain't become the face of the league. Yeah, yeah. Not to get special my, treatment. What came What came to mind for me wasn't what happened with LeBron, but I was like, oh, here, I'm about to hear this story. I just thought about, like, you know, my, my timeline. What I thought about, like, oh, God, here right, we go. Right. I think what people should be really thinking about is, like, they should be asking themselves this question. Why the hell do the basketball gods not like Chris Paul? 
Is this karma from like kicking dudes in the nuts all the time? Because Chris Paul, when he gets close, every time he gets close, something happens. You know what I'm saying? Like he had the injury when he was season, and and they were up on the Warriors, and then he gets injured. You know what I'm saying? Now this is happening. Now the fact that they got them out of there might be a blessing in disguise. And I thought. Another story that came down, Kawhi Leonard has a knee injury. He missed game five and might miss the rest of the series. I thought maybe, okay, with Kawhi Leonard gone, that might buy them some more time because Utah might get this game five and they might have to fight back. Clippers went out there and handled business. So if they win another game, then the Suns aren't going to get the rest that I might have thought they were going to get. And Chris Paul, you know, his days – might be a little more numbered, and he might end up missing games in this series. But but B, why why do basketball guys don't like Chris Paul? Why they don't want Chris Paul to get a ring? He's a dirty player. He keeps touching other men in their private areas, trying to gain his advantage. Sure, it's not like the way Chris Paul touches a man in the ding ding isn't the way that Dwight Howard does it. It's different. Like yo, speaking of, did y'all see Dwight Howard get called for a foul last night because he kind of pumped? Clint Capella in the butt. Did y'all peep that? Yeah, it wasn't enough contact to get a foul. I just chalked it up to the ref being homophobic. The ref just didn't like no. it yeah. and called a foul. They, 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 they added the two F. They added the two F, man. Why is he even wear that warm up? Why is he wear his warm shirt like that? Even that bothers me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> He trying to get some dudes. Like I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah. So so Chris Paul, you know, he has that situation uh, going on right now. Um, another series in in, in round two. Um, like we mentioned, the the, the Clipper series. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know, they and, and this was something that we didn't know during the game. I, I know I didn't peep it. I don't remember them talking about it. But just after game four. All of a sudden, they were saying Kawhi Leonard has a knee injury and, you know, he might be out. Well, he's going to be out game five, might be out for the series. So, I mean, what it tells me, first of all, is because we didn't see anything happen, that Kawhi Leonard is not above or against load managing during the NBA uh, playoff semifinals. Um, he, he, ain't, he ain't against load managing in the playoffs. Um but do y'all think, you know, now that they took the 3-2 lead, do y'all think they can close this out without Kawhi? Or do you think it's a situation where Utah will probably win, tie it up, and then, you know, they might have to force Kawhi back for a game seven? What are y'all thinking? No, I'm expecting, First of all, were y'all, surprised? were y'all surprised with game five? No, I watched the game, and what I'm surprised at about this series is, like, um, the Morris twin on the Clippers. I, I don't I ain't trying to figure out which one it is. The Clippers, the Clippers Morris, he be balling lately. Like, Yo, he, you know, he and, is hooping. He is hooping. Like, but that's attitude. the thing with them. They attitude. can hoop when giving the opportunity. But then, you know, they always – Reggie's out there balling like, you know, he ain't been a journeyman. Reggie out there, like, he found his home. Like, they got a little squad, like – it's, it's, they're, they're weird. Like, they go from spots where they look like a terrible team and then spots where, like, the best team in the league. I can't, like, you know, pause. Put a finger on them. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's weird to watch them. Like, 
you know, certain, certain spurts you like, yo, they're the best team in the league. Other spurts you like, yo, why are they in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, because remember, like, I still had them as, personally, I had them as my title favorite, but I just don't trust them. I? Because of the, the, you know, Jekyll and Hyde thing that you just said that they do. Because remember the way they were getting beat with Dallas, like, you know, I didn't give up on them. I know some people who did. But at the same time, I'm sitting here like, yo, maybe this is just the Clippers being the Clippers. And they're always going to be the Clippers, no matter how good we think they are. Like, I mean, maybe they're just cursed, but then they turn it on and, you you know, they lose Kawhi and still win the game. Like, they're confusing, man. They're confusing. And, you know, y'all, everybody's man, everybody man that, you know, everybody loved to hate, he he balling right now. So I, I can't call it with them, man. Jack Ooh. Ooh, pandemic, pandemic P? Pandemic yeah. P. PG-13. 13. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, guy. Man. Probably, it, like, real talk, I still think he's probably the most – he might be the most skilled player in the league. To me, to me, skilled. You're doing, you're doing a little bit much. Na- name somebody. Then. Like, real talk. Kyrie. Um, without, without personal Lonzo feelings, Ball. name somebody. It's the same thing I used to think about Ray Allen. LaMelo Ball. Nah. Yeah, probably. I got you, Jack. Probably, yeah, probably Melo. Melo, Melo, Melo you know, he's uh, Don't do that. Period. Don't do that. Um, oh, okay. But okay. no, but no, B, you, you was quick to say, name somebody. It was the same way that you and I used to agree on Ray Allen. Ray Allen might be the most skilled two-guard I've ever seen, but his production didn't always, even though Ray Allen has a much teammate, better reputation. I think his teammate, his teammate, his teammate might be more skilled than him. Who, Kawhi? Yeah. I don't think there's anything Kawhi can't do on the basketball court. I'm not saying that there's anything that he can't do. I just don't think that he's as polished as as dude. But then dude has, you know, those kind of performances that he had last year in the in the playoffs. Yeah, my man be shooting on the side of the backboard, though. Like, Kawhi. Oh, Kawhi God, he be shooting. <laughs> he's done that one time in his career, and he be doing it. Don't be, don't be like, what your body's called, the hot take media. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. Well, do it once. To me, That's moments matter. <laughs> if, you, if you do it in game three of the season is one thing. To do it when the whole world is watching, that's that's, that's who you are now. That's who he is. He ain't the first to do it. He's just the first to draw acknowledge and the narrative and move on and move on. I get the joke. I get in on the jokes. Kyrie Harden, Kyrie Harden, and the Slim Reaper. More skilled. That Kyrie might be the most skilled in the league. Maybe maybe Kyrie. Maybe Kyrie. But the the other dudes, I don't know, man. There's a lot of unorthodox. Because I'm talking skill, I'm talking, you know, fundamentals, but like, you know, handle on the yo-yo. Those other, the other two dudes, you know, like Kyrie, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll say his name. But the other two dudes, they do a whole lot of unorthodox stuff for me to put them in that conversation. Not saying they don't have not saying that it's stuff that they can't do. I mean, also, it depends upon how you define skill, because I feel like, like as we have this conversation, the way we look at what it means to be skilled could be different. Um, hey, you know, I mean, I'm I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Ray Allen versus 
Vince Carter. Vince Carter, for for a good for his prime, was considered a better player than Ray Allen. Produced more than Ray Allen, but just skill wise, he wasn't the same dude. Like he didn't have the sharpness of handle. The IQ wasn't you know maybe what a Ray Allen's was. Ray Allen had, but he had heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. heart, heart. Plays think, a, a giant think, part, and, that, and that's the point. Pieces, like a lot of people with this narrative no don't heart. think that that Paul George has heart, and that's exactly that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's best player in the league. I'm not saying he's better than his teammates. I'm just talking about skill wise. I mean, he's definitely right on that team. What I will say is this, man: is skill sold truth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Kyrie for sure. I'm gonna go James James Harden has brought skills that is illegal for most people, but legal right, for him. Well, well, I'll ask you this way then, B, because you were like quick to I was I was actually surprised that you were so quick to be like I ain't talking like that. Is there a lot of people that you're putting over him skill wise in the NBA right now? No, he's definitely for for the entire league. I say he's easily top ten, maybe top five skill wise. And, and that's I'm, not, I'm not saying production as a player, you know. I mean, no, I know what you say. At six, uh, at six eight, if he's a legit six eight, he looks crazy because he has the skill and the movements of a guy that's like six three, six four. I mean, but like, he don't look I, I, as tall as him. As we had this conversation, like even if I say he's the most skilled player, it don't even mean nothing though, because. There's a lot of guys that come in the league that are skilled that don't have no heart and don't have no drive and don't get it done. So it's like, it don't even matter really. Like, hey, yo, I mean, it, it, it didn't. It that's, that's what I'm saying. It didn't matter much when we used to compare Ray Allen to Kobe Bryant. Like I said, there's a lot of people Tim out Thomas there that overstate Ray Allen and what he, you know, was overall. He was a great player, but compared to his his greatest contemporary. Like, he just, like, you know, he wasn't Kobe. He wasn't AI. Shit, he wasn't even Vince Carter most of the time. But, you know, what he did later in his career when he started latching on and not having to be the man, that seemed to build his legacy more than – I know. I think a lot of people that Ray and Ray now forgot about Ray when he was know, actually I, the man. You know what I mean? Hey, I know what, I know what, I know what you're saying right now. Himself to Kawhi. So now it's like, that's Kawhi's squad. So – they, 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 they're like Kawhi is clearly their leader. Like even when you watch them when they talk or whatever, like it's kind of the same thing. Like when they funny talk, thing when is, Kawhi the talk. funny thing is their production be damn near identical. <laughs> and a lot of these. No, no, games, I'm not talking about well, Kawhi talking no, about the way they talk no. about him. Like even oh, yeah. when Kawhi I mean, not playing, they talk about. I came there. He, like, I, I mean, but he has to. I think actually, I think that's always been the biggest issue for me with him. I think. For as skilled a player as he is, I think he's way too deferential to other stars on his team, and that leads right, to so we, that leads to you know the narrative that's out there. That leads to people like you know Paul George ain't got no heart. Paul George this like if Paul George just go out there and, right, well, and be the man and play I his game. No, I never said that we didn't. I never said that we. I never said that we didn't. No, no, no. I mean, no, I ain't no. taking it as far as you just did, but. Yeah, I, I never said that we didn't. I'm just talking skill wise. <laughs> skills is why I started to be a fan of his in the first place. Yo, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy, I don't know if heart, you understand this, but PG is signed. PG is signed to Dev's agency. 
Like, PG wanted them well, we to play. All, we all know that. Well, listen, we yeah, all know I mean, y'all know I'm a fan of the ball, but y'all also know I'm not going to hold back any punches. He playing like a bitch. He playing like a bitch. Like, I mean, like he not right now, but Yo, there's been times when listen. that narrative started. My only thing is people never allow you to change the narrative. You know what I'm saying? No matter what he did before Pandemic P and no matter what he does after Pandemic P, People are going to always act like he's the same person, no matter what. And that's not just him. Y'all know that. I, I, I mean, I think, that's, that's I, think, I think you can. I think the narrative can change on you. I think the narrative can change on you because it all, it all depends upon success. If they go ahead and they win a chip this year and he contributes nah, a lot, I think the narrative can change. There's no way they can I've win seen, a chip if he doesn't contribute a lot. If they I've win a chip, Kawhi going to be the greatest player of this generation. Generation. Everybody else listen, is going to be. I've seen the narrative change on the best players. I've seen the narrative change on Mike. People forget the narrative on Mike before he started winning championships was that he was selfish, he was a gunner, he would never win. And now the narrative is he's God. Like I, I know, but at, but at the Kobe. same time, that's still a different type of narrative. Like, they were never acting like Mike was garbage. They were just saying, you know, you scoring 85 points a game, it ain't going to ever work. You ain't going to ever win. They were like, you're going to be I don't know if people act like the greatest player in the league, garbage. and you're going to be a loser. Yo, some people be talking crazy. I, mean, I ain't talking about y'all. Some people be talking crazy. I think, I think that he, <laughs> a lot of that stuff that he does to himself, though, when he comes out there and nicknames himself Playoff P, or when even before he got there. Yeah, I mean, he gets you can't nickname show, yourself anywhere you unless you're because nobody else can back it think, up enough. Say, he said, when you, when you think of Los Angeles, you think of PG-13. And I'm like, I, like BJ, even if he was signed to my agency, I would have to get him a publicist because I can't protect him from the dumb shit that he said. But I'm not caring too much. I ain't gonna hold you. I know, I know where Dev coming from because skill wise, I like, I like to watch him play. Like his game is so fluid, his movements are fluid. You know what I'm saying? Like he he, he makes the game look good. It's it, it's funny, like. I like Harden, but I don't like to watch Harden play, especially not in Houston. Like, I didn't enjoy that. And that's a great – it's like this, B. It's, it's like who you would want your, your kids to watch if, they're, if, they're, if you want them to learn the game. Certain dudes you yeah. want them to watch to learn fundamentals. Certain dudes like, – like Harden, he's like, I don't want my kid picking – like Harden is the truth, but I don't want my kid picking up those habits. And you can you can go yeah. to any AAU game right now and see the habits that people pick up from Harden, the habits people pick up from Steph, and all that kind of stuff. It's like certain I mean, people like that's, that's the way it's going to be. Like, like I was talking to no, no, we, 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 I, I realize not if you realize like what it's going to be, but 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 it's like no, it's like what's right and wrong, and I know right and wrong is is subjective or whatever. But I'll even I'll, – I'll take the kids away from it, and I'll go all the way 100% old head asshole. Like, I don't go out on the basketball court and say, ooh, man, let me let me get my James Harden on. Like, me step he back nine times. Let, let, let me let me gather. Hold, 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 hold. I mean, I think all that's subconscious, bro. Like, even when you come up, everybody takes something from the, the guys you watch play. These are these are the people that the kids watch play, so this is where they're going to take things from. No, I get that. I, I, I mean, you I, I get that. But then, that, but, but, but you but, always but, but, have but, to acknowledge that even that. the guys that we love, there's some guys that we love when we were kids that you're like, yo, 
that's just not right. Yeah. I remember when Barkley got the Philly and Barkley would take the ball and he would back folks down from like the three-point line and take up the whole shot clock. And I've seen people do that on the playground literally because that's what Barkley was doing. So, I mean, I, I get it, but what yeah. I'm saying is hey. – and those are the dudes you like, come on, man. You're mad at the playground. A lot, of, like, a, a lot of the narrative around PG, all I'm saying is he brings on himself with his behaviors on socials, with his yeah, behaviors. Yeah, well, yeah, what he, what he says. So, other, other than yeah, him I mean, shooting and, and him and the and top of the backboard. And, you know, and <laughs> more than once. More than once. Like, listen, deciding to settle listen, down. The like, because, no, nah, because listen, the, the boy is coming out. So, for me, like, when I watch him play, I enjoy watching him play, but I be, like, sitting there, like, when he fails, I'm not going to lie, like, I don't I don't laugh at it because because of how people are. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, everybody when they fail. It's almost like, but... it's almost like the Floyd, it's almost like the Floyd Jones when people pay to watch him lose. It's like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I guess Jimmy's saying, like, to him, like, Paul George is, like, the – Basketball equivalent of the game. You rhyme his ass off. Yeah, that's exactly. He a noodle. That's a great. But that's a great but he, analogy. He rhyme his ass off, but he a noodle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and from your position, I get, I get it because if we throw, if we throw Joe Budden in there, right? I can't right. tell you how sick of of life I got arguing with both sides. Of the of of the fence, like arguing with the with the the sycophants, which weren't too many. How great Joe is, but you know, versus the people that act like Joe was versus nothing. the people that act like Joe can't rap because he's a noodle, and right. that's like that's like with Paul George. Like Paul George, I can actually say, all right, if I'm 20 years old, if I'm 15, I go outside and I pretend to be Paul George. I don't pretend to be Joe, James Harden. Okay, I go out and I rhyme. I, I yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. No, and, and, my thing, and my thing oh, has always been like, okay, you like the stuff that you do. Like, I, I watch Paul George to play basketball. Certain dudes, like the game, I listen to him to, to rhyme. In a day and time where we know exactly what all of these dudes are saying at all times, of course, we're going to clown what they say. But but still, for me, the pendulum swings like, all right, only, I only really care about dudes to watch basketball. So I'm a clowning on what he said, but I'm not really trying to develop any personal feelings towards these guys to the point where, you know, I'm going to kill you while you're doing what you're, what, you, what you're supposed to be doing because of the stuff that you did and said outside of that. Hey, listen, man. I, it's some, always things, some, things are agree- some things are egregious. Some things are egregious. Not Paul enough George, a stripper. I can show me a game clip right now. I can call him all kinds of names, and then I get in the car and put a CD on, and I don't, I'm not even thinking about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's hard to do. Like, I, I, and I think you should separate the person from the, what they do. Like, you know, you know, yeah. it's actually written about in the sports book, but it's difficult to do. I mean, <laughs> Paul, George has two, Paul George has two signature highlights. One is a shot against the backboard, and the other one is breaking his legs. So, I mean, that's what no, you're going to be I really <laughs> With all that being said, I, I, I enjoy watching the NBA now, like the playoffs, where you get to see people talk about their teammates. Because that's what I was saying about Kawhi. Like, Kawhi didn't even play last night, and when his team got interviewed after that big win, they just kept talking about him. And I was like, damn, he truly is the leader of their team. They talk about, yeah, you know, the big fella don't let us get too excited, too up or too down, because that's his personality and that's what we do. I'm like, yo, he ain't out there, dog. 
I'm a, but but that says a lot though. That says a lot like about how his teammates see him even, as a leader, and that's kind of the same thing you'll see when he is out there. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> for some reason they take that as leadership. Leadership is like it's weird, right? When you win, even the fact that you don't talk becomes like, oh, look how he leads. He's he's not letting him get too high or too low. Like, but when you lose, it's like he got to communicate more. So it's all about winning, man. At the end of the day. Um, but the same thing with Phoenix. When you watch them talk about CP3, like the way they talk about him with deference. But then when you see, like, other teams, and, you know, we're going to talk about the Sixers, it's a little different. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of winning, uh, the Nets won game five the other day um, without Kyrie Irving. We, we told you guys last week that he, of course, he, he sprained his ankle and he might be out for a minute. James Harden did come back for game five. He was clearly Why? not the same James Harden um, that we're used to seeing. So Kevin Durant took it upon himself to, you know, pretty much slim reap <laughs> the the Milwaukee Bucks, who held a 17-point lead at the 7:09 mark of the third quarter, and was putting together their best offensive performance of the series. But they kind of collapsed down the stretch, couldn't go Durant, and you know the Nets came back and won. So this is the first collapse that we're going to talk about. What were your thoughts in that game? Like and, and, and the fact that the Nets won that game, how much do you think the Bucks have their backs against the wall right now? Um, Yo, going right, in the now game right now the Bucks are believing that they're the Bucks or the Fucks, depending on, you know, who, who who you are. They're believing, yo, we can't do nothing with this skinny dude, man. We can't do nothing with this skinny dude. Only played 48 minutes and said he wasn't even tired. Yo, he gave them. I listen, and we yeah, got on him. Yeah, the, the, he's the he's the best player in the game right now. But Giannis is taking a lot of criticism for the same thing that B, you and I were criticizing him for last year. We were kind of having that debate with Jimmy. Um, people are saying, like, oh, the defense. You were defensive player the of the last year. You're you're yeah, a first team defender this season, and he would not force himself to to take the assignment of, of Kevin Durant. Like, they're thinking he's still hiding behind the, well, I'm just doing what the coach asked me to do. Y'all, y'all got any thoughts on that? Like, should he be at least trying to, to go head up with this dude? Because he wasn't really helping offensively, so you got to do something. To do. He didn't want to get fouled. From... I think he kept launching threes. He wasn't trying to get fouled. Where I come from and, and what I believe in, Giannis a Giannis a witch for not switching. And 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 I wouldn't even say he had to take the dude the whole game. But that fourth quarter that fourth that fourth quarter Yeah, that fourth quarter, you gotta you gotta you gotta cool him off, man. You have to and he's not one of these typical big men like I can qualify Giannis as a guy that can play on the wing or down low and defend on the wing or Yo, you gotta, you gotta take that. Yeah, Giannis came he, he, he a small forward, man. He became a big man because he literally, Pauls became a big man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he came in rail thin. He was Kevin. He, he was Kevin Durant as far as body no and no skill. But I, 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 I yeah. think I really do think if he tried to, I mean, that's another thing, like. As far as defensive player of the year, that doesn't always mean that you can just, you know, 
jump on to an assignment and, you know, move your feet and stand right with somebody because it really doesn't. A lot of the dudes that win that are rim protectors, stuff like that. I really think with his length, Paul, I think he could give Kevin Durant as much problems as possible, as anybody you know, could could no, possibly no no no. Let me let me tell you let me tell you what you but he got let me tell you what you really let me tell you what you really saying. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a better option than a cat that's six foot three and two hundred and fifty pounds. They got right. PJ Tucker out there <laughs> looking like an idiot trying to cook <laughs> and, and getting mad every time he's getting cooked. And it's not even his fault. <laughs> it's not your, it's not even yo, it's not even PJ's fault. He can't do nothing well, with you. I got a bigger problem with it, right? So I mean, this this happened last year, they the same criticism, yada yada yada, but my issue isn't really even um Giannis. It's the coach. He shouldn't be allowed to coach tonight. He he failed them the last year. Should be he should have been fired on the tarmac of, last week. <laughs> you he, said that or Tobias outside, said that. Yo, even outside of Giannis not, like, guarding him, he didn't even run a double. How is someone putting up 50 points and you don't run a double their way and nobody else is really doing that much of anything, but you don't even run a double towards him? Like, that's just a failure as a coach. But the funny thing is we've been saying this for, like, three, four years now. He gets outcoached in the playoffs every year. Every year they no, have great teams and they get to the playoffs. They usually the number one seed. You know who they are? They're, they're, they're the Cavaliers, LeBron's first time around. Like everybody mm-hmm. wants, no, like, you know, everybody used to want to give LeBron and them excuses, but, yo, know, they'd be number one seed, number two seed most of the time. And then they get into the playoffs and, and they fail. And then, you know, it's like there's no players on the team. Like the Bucks, the Bucks are low-key loaded. So this coach should do yeah, a better yeah. job with that, with that team. So well, how do you not even run a double? How do you not take the ball out of his hands? You don't run a double at all. Even if yo, you're sending Giannis, I don't how do you not run a double? Yo. How do you not send Giannis? Because if, if, if that is the truth, like I'm just doing what my coach tell me to do, why the hell is the coach not putting the defensive player of the year, the former defensive player of the year, on somebody that's cooking? Even if you run something. him as a double. Like, even if you run him as a double, why aren't you doing that? Like, why are you letting this man just sit up there and get one-on-one coverage and cook you all night long? You don't even run the double. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's a lot going on. Like, I can see in certain situations, because the Nets like to keep – they like to keep some gunslingers out on the court. Sometimes you can't leave certain dudes, but there are moments in those games where you could try to slow – you know, Kevin Durant down by throwing somebody out there. They don't – they don't. not 48 minutes a game, they don't have somebody on the floor, you know, all five guys on the floor who can light it up. You know what I'm saying? That's not a 48-minute-per-game thing. One. And Kevin Durant played 48 minutes last game. So you can't tell me there were no minutes in that game where you couldn't send something. Man, I don't – I don't ass box of one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you, you – like, like B said, you're kind of making P.J. Tucker look stupid because, you know, he taking that assignment because you're telling him, go out there and be the primary defender on this dude. Like, yo, he, 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 yeah. like, he comes up the boy's shoulder yeah. blade. Like, what they is he going to do? They send, they send in, they send in, P, yo, no lie, I'm, this ain't even hyperbole. P.J. Tucker is closer to my height than to Kevin Durant's height. <laughs> Wait, no. Why? Why? <laughs> 
Why, why, why are you sending this dude out to his death? He's guarding that man's shoulder blades. Like, <laughs> what are we doing, man? What are we doing? And um, shout out to Skyview. He said Jeff Green gets no pub. Well, Jeff Green was actually in the last game. But, you know, he Jeff, came back. Jeff Ball, but listen, when Kevin Durant is giving you 50 and the defense is sagging now, the D was sagging, but they weren't, as y'all said, they weren't running doubles Ball. at him. They weren't, yeah, yeah, that's Ball. They weren't, but Jeff Green is 6'9 and can shoot, and he's shooting over a shorter defender. So I don't, he balled, he did his thing, but he's supposed to make those shots. Like you're supposed to make those shots when your teammate is going off for 50. All right, so even if Kyrie doesn't show back up and James Harden is not 100%, do y'all think the Bucks have a chance to win this series? Not in some panties. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, actually, I actually think they do. Like, I mean, to me, it's going to take another um, um, heroic effort from um, KD because Harden definitely is just out there. Like, he's just out there. He ain't James Harden right now. But it's going to take for um, – Easy money sniper to go ham again. So, see, yeah, that's I hope the crazy. It, was, it was it was amazing to watch. That's the crazy part because they're getting these um, you know, these teams are getting these wins in games where they're being outclassed, they're getting crushed, and then this this fluke occurrence is happening. So you know, just just like this Nets and Bucks thing in Game Five, the Sixers have been on the 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 bad side of that scenario for the last two games. Game oh four. Game four. 18 oh point lead. God. Second half. They fall apart. Atlanta oh wins. My God. They come to Philly. I'm at, I I drove up to Philly. I was at this game last night. They were they were crushing this team. They looked like they weren't in the same league. Jim, we were even chatting during the game. Jim was talking about how yo Atlanta packed. And then all of a sudden the Sixers turned into a pack. Turned in, turned into two packs. <laughs> two packs of ass. <laughs> Yo. And it's, it's, it's blame, amazing blame, how this thing. I blame Shake Milton. All right, no. So seriously, I was about to say. So seriously, who who do y'all put? All right, game four. You know, at this point, it's, it's kind of late to talk about that. But, we I mean, we can group it in when y'all start doling out blame because some of the same stuff happened. But the real bad one was last night. 26-point lead, 18-point lead going into the fourth quarter, and they absolutely fall apart, lose the game by three. Doug, you've seen it on First. TV, but I've never been yeah. a part of a of a of a, a building that was probably one of the loudest, like the five to ten loudest places you've ever been in your life, to somebody sticking a pen in a balloon and deflating all of the air out of it. It was yeah. amazing. Well, you history yesterday. I've witnessed history. I hope that they can come back and win these two games so it'll just be a footnote in history. But if they lose this series, that's going to be a big deal in history. It was so crazy. Well. In there yesterday. First, first, what do y'all, who first do y'all blame? Foremost, first and foremost, if you're Joel Embiid, you cannot allow Clint Capella to lock you up. Like, you have to go on that block, command the ball, control the pace of the game. Clint Capella is his child, man. He can't guard that Yo, man. What are you talking about? Joel Embiid. I know, I know he can. I know he Joel can. Joel Embiid just so, he, 
Fourth quarter, he was tired. He should have been able to sit out the rest of that. He shouldn't have had to play in the fourth quarter. But they, yeah, on, they, they were up 18. They went on a quick run. He usually doesn't even get back in until the eight- or seven-minute mark in the fourth quarter. They had to rush him back in the 10-minute mark. The, the, the second unit couldn't, you know, stop the run. Yo. And by the time well, they brought on. the starters just, back in, Atlanta was already Capella, cooking, man. Especially, Capella uh, hasn't locked him up for one second this entire series, so like, that's just wrong. But the issue is, if you want to dole out blame for this loss... When think, he struggles, it's because 70, he's taking dumb shots. I don't think it has anything to do with Capella. I think it's about, it's about 70% Doc Rivers, and the other 30 you can break up between Ben, Tobias, and the big fella. Like, but 70% of this is Doc, man. Just, but the crazy part about it is... So when Doc I've been Rivers, as telling coach, people for years... He has lost more games with a double-digit lead than any coach in NBA history. Like, yeah, he has lost weird. more series with a lead <laughs> probably than I any mean, coach. I mean, he only came here because he was up 3-1 in another series and lost. He's and got canned. Right. <laughs> right. Yo, but, but, remember, but Jim, you know, you know firsthand, you two be, I've been screaming this since the Celtics championship days. Like, yo, this dude was no, when, on his way was, out when Doc, of his second when Doc job was in Orlando, when KG and them saved his life. They was up 3-1 in Orlando, and that's when T-Mac made that statement. And then T-Mac that, made that, that statement. Yeah. Man, Forgot who his coach was. Round, and they lost the next three games. You know, T-Mac played – T-Mac Paul George himself on that one. I see a pattern here, man. I see a pattern of the guys that Jimmy don't like. <laughs> They used to be saying stuff. <laughs> but they, suckers, they be man. talented bulls. They just be saying stuff. Mac, Mac, Mac was a sucker for that, though. Mac was a sucker. You keep saying that, though. Like, he didn't, like, he didn't say it in his performance did. He just was real premature with it, not realizing his team was a two-pack, and his coach might have been a two-pack. Like, maybe y'all won those so three games, you know, on some luck type stuff. And you, you talked, you spoke too soon. But, B, you always but you know try to make it seem like he was the garden baron and baron was, like, destroying him. Like, that could not be farther from the truth. <laughs> well, hold up, though. Hold up, though. Hold up, though. Back to the blame, though. Like, so I think Doc is about 70. But the other 30, they got to be dulled up between those two because the one person I don't see getting, getting cooked at all um, first time I saw him get cooked actually is when Dev put up that post about him in the group chat with uh, Tobias because Tobias is kind of getting away um, with with the fact that he's not doing anything. Like, dude, you making a hundred million dollars, thirty million. Yeah, like four points see. last night. Bro, you have four mm. points, Ben, and he's paid ben to score. Didn't shoot it up. <laughs> and the crazy part is, you know, because I've taken body language uh, classes on YouTube, I've, I could tell that Ben was scared to death. Yo, Ben was completely scared. Yo, he didn't want to get fouled because he, he's actually setting records right now for the worst foul shooting in the history of the NBA playoffs. Um, Yo, I know they be saying he's shooting like part. 30% or 20-something percent now, but I swear to me it looked like he's shooting more like 9% from the line in the playoffs. Dog, like he, he, he's, he's already set a record for guards in the playoffs. He shot, it's the worst ever, and he's like second to worst ever, and that includes big men. So he's, like, setting records of, like, just not shooting foul shots. And that's right. crazy when you're the primary ball handler for a squad for you to be that terrible. Um, yeah, because you take yourself you know, out of the game in the fourth quarter. Even if you're on the floor, they put the ball in somebody else's hand, and he kind of goes down on the opposite block of Embiid and kind of hides. 
you know, like the Ben haters, this is the stuff that they said. Like, I, like I've never thought that people who who don't like Ben, I never thought the stuff that they said was wrong. I just used, to, you know, I always thought that they focus on that so much and ignore all the great stuff that that he does. But then when you look at a game like last night, like even though you know. He he set the table, got some some nice assists and all that kind of stuff. Played defense. At, at some point, man, you gotta initiate more offense by not being afraid to have the ball in your hands. Yo, the, when the Hawks got up by one point after that uh, Capella dunk, yo, nobody on the Sixers even wanted the ball. Like, it was done. Joel Tobias was afraid to shoot. Like, we almost Everybody got a, 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 like, a shot clock violation the very next possession. I was like, yo, let me find out they front runners. Like, when they're when they cooking somebody, they're good. But when it gets tight, the only only person that gets no blame is probably, uh, you know, Sous Chef. Sous Chef played his heart out. Yeah, because he plays above what he's supposed to be doing every night at this point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You look like his brother a couple times. But, uh, but mm-hmm. like, the rest of them dudes, they all got to get cooked. But Sous Chef I mean, he can't his heart out. guard nobody. Like, Sue. Two chef and, and Lou, for one minute late in the third quarter, it was like the Sue and Lou show, or early in the fourth, it was like yeah. the Sue and Lou show. Lemon Pepper, Lemon Pepper. They were cooking each other. <laughs> Lemon Pepper saw his idol on the stands and went crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy. man. He was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, so, this, I mean, this, it's, it's, we know as Philadelphians, like, there is a list of heartbreaking, gut-wrenching losses in all four of the major sports that this city has taken. Like said, if they lose this series, last night is going to be it's going to move quickly up the list. Like, oh, oh my goodness, I man, it's hard to say that you've ever seen anything like that. Like, like it, it was crazy. Yeah. Man. So, so yeah, I, I agree Yo, with Jimmy, with though, because if you're left, a championship-caliber coach, Jim, and you just blew an 18-point game the last game, there's no way in hell that you lose this game. There's no way you don't do something earlier to try to stop the bleeding. Like this, You just can't let that happen. I know the players have to play, and you definitely got to give them their share of the blame. But as a championship-caliber coach, you got to come up with – with some more answers, you got to get Tobias in some type of situation where he's more comfortable Duh. because you pay him the score. I'd have, grabbed, <laughs> I'd have grabbed AI and Doc from the crowd like, yo, y'all got to suit up. You got to do something. You got to do something, man. You got to do something. They got Doc out that ugly-ass shirt he had on. But <laughs> yo, who was Doc you, but you got to do something. My, my thing is, like, like you got to manage Joel Tom better. Like, even if he's dominating the first half, you got to get more rest. Because, like, yo, by the time the fourth quarter comes in these games, he has nothing left. He yeah. has absolutely nothing left. He's done. That's like, another he's thing. Done. When like, Doc does left. have other people that's contributing and cooking, he's still, you know, not realizing what, you know, he has in Joel, like, and what he's going to need just in case this does happen in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, I've seen him in this series. I've seen them – because if you think about it, except for game one, there's always a point in every game in this series where the Sixers are blowing Atlanta out. <laughs> Every yeah. game Atlanta's won, except for game one, um, you know, they had to come back to win the game. 
Last yeah. show, last show, the brilliant brother Jimmy said, "Listen, man, the thing about Atlanta is, like, even when you're cooking them, they just keep fighting. Like, they they just always hang around. They're like annoying. They're they like got annoying little brothers. So they won't go away. They got like, hort, and they got they, stay there, bro. they got the great equalizer. They got a bunch of dudes who can shoot threes. Trey Young, Lou, uh, Lemon Pepper Lou, Bogdanovich, Kevin Herter, um, Gallinari be cooking them in spurts." Yo, they got the great equalizer. Like, even if you killing them, you know, down in the third quarter, Sixers getting twos, they getting threes. You know, I'm not saying I want my team to be out there just launching threes. Not what I'm saying at all. But if you're going to bludgeon them on the inside, then you got to play better defense on the perimeter. You can't, you know, let Ben chase around Trey, and then when Trey gives it up, you not, you know, you got the other dudes wide open. Like, to their credit, cats like Bogdanovich and Gallinari, like, they shoot shots when they're guarded. And, you know, they still make them sometimes. Like, they they like, they like think they like European Kobe's. They will shoot anything. Like, you can have them locked yeah, up in the corner. They'll be in the corner, and they'll pivot a couple times. And if you give them yeah, an ounce of they like, they're going to pull that right over your head. But, Bogdanovich really thinks he, he, he eats something that <laughs> But Tracy Hill has to give some credit, too, right? Because he even adjusted his game during this series. He became more of a distributor. Like, he, he got did. a couple of games, like 13, 15 assists. Like, he didn't score much in that, the comeback that, in, in game four. He had, like, that's like the, he had like 16, 18 assists in that game. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. So he's kind of, like, adjusted his game. You got to get that young man some credit. Like, he's a star in the making because he, he he's figured out, like, yo, I, if I can't just, like, come out here and, and shoot bombs, you know, I'll figure out another way to contribute to help my team win, and he's doing that. Even Yo, the fact of him not, running ben I'm not around mad at all. By the time the fourth quarter comes, Ben is tired. You can be. Running around taking his feet all day. That, mm-hmm. that right there, again, you that's can the be. whole premise. Yo. And Matisse is tired players, of, right? of how, how, how sometimes foul calls. what they do, yeah, sometimes what they do won't show up on the stat sheet, but it's still what makes them who they are. Like, he's tired mm-hmm. of Ben out. He's running Ben around screens all game long. Fourth quarter comes, Ben ain't got no gas mm-hmm. left because he's been chasing his dude for three quarters. But that's but that that's another thing. Like, and I'm not trying to give Ben excuses. It's actually kind of difficult for us, you know, for everybody to sit here and be like, well, Ben, he ain't even attempting those shots. But you know, Ben game is going to the hole, so you need a certain amount of energy to still play his type of offensive game when you're expecting him to run around with a six foot dude that's quick as hell, you know, the whole game and do a good job on him. So it's it's it's. Yeah. it's it's double edged. I got a, I, I I had I watched I watched that game from start to finish. I, I got sick, had to throw up. Um man, Ice Trey. I got I got respect for, for, for Bull, man. Bull with the good hair, he can he, Bull with the good hair, he can hoop, man. And and another Bull thing, man. I know we've all played psychiatrists with, with Ben before and you know, Mark L. Fultz when he was here. But the, the, the free throw thing is 100% mental. It is 100% mental. Because after they did the hack of Ben in the first half, and he missed what so he missed in the first got, half. Oh, we got to stop saying that, man. We got to stop saying that. I know, that. I, I know. But, that. <laughs> Yo, I hate Anybody not named Shaq, there's not All right, a hack of Ben. Like when, when they did the hack of Shaq on Ben in the first half. There you go. Yo, he came out. During the warm-ups, I promise y'all, he sat there at the line and hit 12 straight before he missed the shot. When there's no pressure, it's easy. 
But when the game started back up, because he went to the line almost immediately in the second second half. When the game started back up, all of a sudden his release is bad again. The elbow is out to the side. He's shooting it too hard. It's all nerves, man. When he knows it doesn't mean anything and people not really watching, and you know it's not a full house. There's no noise. Like he hit 12 straight before he missed one, man. It's ridiculous, man. He he's gonna be another high level athlete that gets run out of that town because he might not be mentally, <laughs> you know, strong enough to to play in that town. So. Y'all got anything else on that collapse, man? I just know I was sick last night. I had to I had to put on Patrice O'Neill's stand up comedy on the way home just to make my life better at that point. And I know I've I've kind yeah, of passed was, the point where to where from. I used to be with these you know, with these Philly teams. You know, I've come to a more place of peace, but every once in a while when something like that happens, man, it takes you back to what you once were. <laughs> but, you know, Patrice got me over it yeah. pretty quickly. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like Drago at this point. If they die, they die. They kind of, you know, if they lose the series, they lose the series because they deserve to lose the series, man. Like, you deserve to lose a game like that last night if you're going to let that happen. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it, it got to a point. Like, it seriously got to a point. Once Atlanta came all the way back from 18 in the fourth quarter, 26 period, and took a one-point lead in the game, like, even as a Sixers fan, I would have said after the game, if the Sixers won that game, it's a shame that Atlanta didn't win that game. It would be a shame to come back from that and then, you know, the Sixers get some sudden energy and win the game. Of course, I want them to win the game. But after the game, you kind of look at it like, Hey, they deserve to lose that. As soon as they, as soon as they let them take the lead, y'all deserve also, to lose. Also, also want to put out there like and be you accept it too. Like, all of a sudden, you don't want to talk to the media when you when you win and you put up forty and twenty. You, you got all the rap in the world, but you know what I'm saying you duck that. Not even just like winning. This. You saw how he was acting when they was crushing them last night. And, yeah, and you know, and then y'all y'all embarrassed us as fans because now we got the bench warmers, Chris Dunn and them, who didn't even get in the game. Chris Dunn's the only dude still had his pants on, talking trash and pointing at fans and waving bye bye to us. I'm like, yeah, I played as many minutes as you. You just got to uh, up. I mean, no, I could have wore no, a warm up to the game and said we both suited up. <laughs> like, you ain't had nothing yeah, to do with well, this. My man and he ducked all that media smoke last night. Although I can't blame him, though, because the media do be asking some dumbass questions, yo. One of the boys last night straight asked Doc Rivers, like, so what was the mood in the locker room after tonight's loss? I'm like, yo, what kind of question is that, huh? We was happy as hell, you dumb. <laughs> Doc said, yo, Doc asked, like, what do you think it was? Like, come on, man. Like, you know, make the first yeah. set. You should have said we were happy yo. and excited. Yo, Bis- but I'm just saying, like, Biscuits ain't asked media. nobody if they was going to take it out on their wives when they got home. <laughs> yo, at least, at least, yo, at least Ben came out there and like, you know, face the music, you know what I mean, and you know, answer the questions. Hey, about him being, and that's um, saying a lot because you know how they probably treated him on on Philly Sports Talk Radio today. But seriously, like, not an excuse for him because what what he's doing at the foul line and and the subsequent, you know, what happens because of that situation, there's no excuse for that right now at the level of player that he is, but. Like, if there's a pecking order last night, like, Jim, I, I start with the coach. 
My second one is Tobias, and then I get to to Ben Simmons because yo, Tobias yo, doesn't smoke because he's like a Tobias averages a dub. Dub, you you scored a couple more points. Even if you have half a bad game, we still win the game. But yo, he was yo. getting first of all, he was getting cooked in the first half by by um he's getting cooked in the post by John Collins, and then. Yo, we he gotta couldn't. give that man his credit too. That young boy is a baller. He is a baller. Yeah, John Collins can play. John Collins definitely can play. He got heart, yo. He ain't, ain't nothing scared about boy at all. No, nah, he he definitely could play. So he he was cooking Tobias, and then Tobias, Tobias couldn't. Tobias he couldn't get the ball in the post against dudes like Kevin Herter, Gallinari. Like, come on. How you let Gallinari shut you down? Is it me? Is it me or is our or is our yeah, entry right. pass game our entry pass game seems a little suspect? Well, it it definitely gets suspect when the pressure starts ratcheting up. When 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 they start coming back, like our passes get real sloppy and they start faking each other out. Yeah. Like they 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 were having a hard time getting position though because they're jumping around side to side and the entry passer doesn't know when you're going to settle down so he can make this pass. So he might start to pass it, and then you jump to the side, and then it's a turnover. So I would say both. And I would say a little bit of both. And my thing is, like, if, if Sue Chef doesn't, like, you know, start acting like his brother, what happens then? Like, he kind of, like, you know, held them down for a minute. He was holding the whole city right. down in one minute. Like, and he, was out, you know, he was acting out of ordinary. If he doesn't do that. And that's what scared me this whole series. What I said last show, like, yo, if Shake doesn't go crazy like that, what are they going to do? Because the guys yo, like Shake stopped shaking all together. Yeah, yeah. If if he if Shake doesn't go off, like this series would have been over by now. <laughs> it definitely would have been over by now. So, yeah, yep. man, crazy, um, man. Very very tough loss last night. If they don't win two in a row, to make everybody forget about it. It's going to go down with, you know, that Buccaneers NFC championship loss. It's going to go down with, you know, the Super Bowl in, in 2005. It's going to go down with a lot of that stuff. It's going to go down with game six um, of the World Series in 1993. <laughs> Yo, the Hawks making the Eastern Conference Finals don't even sound real. That sounds Bananas. like fugazi. And then if they do that and and find a way to win against the Bucks or the Nets – it's really gonna sound crazy when we have the Bucks and I mean the the Hawks versus the Suns in the, in the NBA Finals. <laughs> like, you know, how crazy is that gonna Listen, be? Listen, and the crazy part is I wouldn't put nothing past them because the one thing they have, right? They, I mean, here's the thing: Court. the Sixers clearly have the best players, but you can't measure heart. They seem to have the guys that just have heart. Like, like you said, they got dudes that'll shoot, guard it, not guard it, don't matter. They letting it fly. You got John Collins who's like trying to punk catch even when they down twenty. Like they they have heart. Like they they keep playing and they play hard. So it's like you can't you can never count a team like that out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, so uh real quick, um we talked about Chris Paul missing missing time. Um the all defensive teams have been uh list have been awarded. Um, the all NBA teams have been awarded as well. So we're going to read those. Just give me your quick, quick thoughts about, let me, let me bring them up real quick. Is all, um, the all defensive team 
first and second teams. Of course, the all the defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, leads the the first team. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, and Ben Simmons round out the all defensive first team. Y'all got any objections on that list? Nah. Nah. B? Nah, but nah. I think uh, I think Slim Reaper would have an objection, to, but you know, nah, I'm cool with Giannis being there. All be right. Heavy. The the second team, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, and Matisse Thybul. Matisse Thybul. Um, y'all got any objections on on that one? Not at all. Nope. Crazy part, not to try to jump ahead, but I think this is one of the better years in terms of how they did all these awards. But, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Um, now, I know this comment going to make y'all think. It's, this is an agency comment. I actually think Paul George has played better defense this year than um, Kawhi Leonard on that team. And it might no be comment. because it, it might it, – No, no. It, it, and it, it's context, though. It might be. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. It might be because – Kawhi is their primary scorer, but they're throwing dude on the quote-unquote best perimeter player more than they're doing that with Kawhi Leonard, and he's, you know, even still in the playoffs, he's doing a good job of it. So, you know, Kawhi might be at this point uh, a reputation make. Um, but I, I, it's, it's not to the point where I have objections. It's just an observation. And like I said, there might be context around it. If we want Kawhi to score 35, then he can't always chase around, dude. So that's going to be your job, Robin. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go to the all-NBA teams. See if y'all have any objections on this. Uh, let's see. Let's start from the third team on this one and work our way up. So the NBA, the all-NBA third team consists of – Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, and Rudy Gobert. Y'all got any objections on the third team, or do y'all need to hear the first and second before you make that? Uh, yeah, I need, that. To, um, I need to hear. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, I know the teams. I, I, the Jimmy Butler one, like I, I don't know, that's like a um like a lifetime achievement award, like, you know, he, he didn't have a terrible season, but I'm just saying, like, there were a couple other cats that didn't make any of the teams that uh, I like to see, but, you know, go ahead. You know what? There were two cats that didn't make any of these teams, and it's actually hurting their pockets. And I yeah, actually think to, uh, if we're going to go Spider. third team, Spider. shout out to Spider and shout out to Light Mamba. I'm thinking, like, my objections, like, like like Jimmy said, I think this year there isn't any egregious snubs or, you know, or, or whatever. But I think Spider and Light Mamba could possibly take the place of Paul George and and um Jimmy Butler on this third team. Um, that, you know, that, that's just my opinion. But, yo, those dudes are going to miss out on like $33 million dollars because they didn't make an all-NBA team before their um, contract was up. So basically, their rookie contracts. So basically, without making one of those teams, they don't qualify for the Supermax. So their whole contract, you know, all in all, is going to be – because they're going to get the max. 
but their contract is going to be their max is going to be 33 something like 33 million dollars less than the super max that they would have qualified for by making one of these all NBA teams. I mean, you know, um, that's a lot of money when you make a lot of money, but you know, I'm not crying for a dude that's going to get like a hundred something million because he can't get an extra 33. I mean, especially if they was going to find a way to divvy out that extra 33 to me, but <laughs> they not. So, you know, not my concern. When, so when, NBA, when looked at, right. when looked at in that, when looked at in that contract, and comparing both Spider and Light Mamba to Jimmy Butler, I have an issue. I have an issue. I, I, I think I, both of them. I think Jimmy yeah. was. I think Jimmy is a newfound reputation make more than anybody. That's what I was saying at, at this point. Yeah, I, I, Jimmy <laughs> made this because of last season because Jimmy Butler didn't have that great of a season this year, and you know, and he That's missed some good time. Yeah. So um. All set. The All NBA second team: Chris Paul, Dame Lillard, LeBron James, Julius Randle, Joel Embiid. Um, let's go to first team, and then y'all can give the y'all stuff, you know your opinion on the whole thing. First team: Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Any, no. any anything stand out there? Yeah. No, no issue with the first team. Did I hear Chris Paul's name mentioned? In the second second team, he was a second team second guard. Hmm. Hmm. Thoughts? No. 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 No issue with the first team. Okay. No. no you, you have no issue with Chris Paul. I'm trying to decide whether he should have been first team, but then I'm thinking about Luca. I guess that's Luca's spot, and he damn sure didn't play better than Luca. So, nah, no oh, issue. No problem. Oh, yeah. Steph went crazy. Nah. He didn't make the playoffs, but he went crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right, so well, yeah, those, those are, those are your, your, your all NBA teams for 2021. 20, uh, another award was given out. Um, the Rookie of the Year award was given out. And after you know, after we talk about this, then we could take some calls. Um, so the Rookie of the Year award went to, you know, the best rookie, Lamelo Ball. Um, any any objections there, fellas? Any objections? Absolutely not. Of course, absolutely. Anthony Edwards was robbed. Anthony Edwards was robbed. We know that. You know it. Everybody knows. We know that. Do they? Does everybody know that? Yeah, this is was like the consensus favorite from like week four of the season. Dude, he nah. missed half. He now, missed a, a third of the season. So that's what we're going on, especially with rookies. Now, first of all, what we're not going to do is hold rookies to the same standards as they're trying to hold MVPs to. Rookies, rookie of the year, the rookie of the year, you could win nine games. And, and, and win rookie of the year. So at the same time, you're going to say he missed 21 games. At the same time, his team, you know, he, he, he put his team in a much better position. They had a much better record. So you got to weigh these things. Um, I, You, you got to weigh all I mean, of these things. He's, <laughs> he's the best rookie I've seen play since Brian. 
Jeez. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. But no, my, my thing was this. Like, I, I, don't, I still don't see, you know, personal feelings aside, B, you know, for, for his pop. I still don't see, if, you know, LaMelo wins this. I don't see how anybody says that anybody else got robbed. Because at the same time, when you bring up the 21 games to me, I think that's the only thing that could work against a landslide victory for him in this. Because I told you last week, if Ant wins, I'm, I'm not going to say that LaMelo got robbed. I wouldn't say he got robbed. Because to me, like, okay, like, I'm, I'm going to give you that. I'm not going to hold him to the same standard as an MVP, but I still give you that as a factor. He missed 21 games due to injury. Um. But I, I, I'm, I don't think if any of those two dudes won it, I was going to say the other dude got robbed. Now, if Anthony Edwards won it after LaMelo Ball played the entire season, then I would have been like, okay, LaMelo Ball got robbed. Listen, the only – He was the wired only, wired the only, nah, the only, the only thing I would get – I'll concede this much. If, if you're looking at the missed games and saying he had 21 games or 21 more games – to prove himself, that's a fair that's a fair assessment. Like, yo, the bull didn't play a full season. Like, he he missed a quarter to a third of the season. So yeah, that's right. But I think that by the same token, on the other side of that point is this dude missed 21 games, and you saw almost an entire season of Anthony Edwards Edwards, you know, putting up. Nineteen point three four and two and, and, and one steal again. But you, but you, but the same way you can break down his season in the compartments. Anthony Edwards wasn't balling like that for the first quarter of the season. But he was playing. I right? mean, he, it, you it, you can't say it's on the same level of missing twenty one games. He wasn't playing that bad that he was like disappearing for those first first twenty one. But for the first like twenty to thirty oh. games. Anthony Edwards was, you know, being questioned as the first pick in the draft. He actually started balling when the bull got hurt. That's when he started cracking people's heads as far as, like, getting, like, 30 and stuff like that. As a rookie, as a as a rookie, as a rookie, Anthony Edwards had 36 games of 20 points or more as a rookie. That's pretty funny. That's what I'm saying. Like, he got into his groove, and it was on. Go ahead, Jim. My bad. All I'm saying is the best rookie I've seen since Brown, yo. Like, the board does it all. The board's an all-round player. Like, I, I've never seen court vision like this. Like, it's insane, man. Like, what, what he does on the basketball court, even when he came back, some of the passes and plays he made, the ball plays well above his year. His first game I really game believe it's something – I think it's something about going and playing, like, with, with professionals overseas. That got to be – that must be the way because some of these dudes that do that, when they come to the NBA, it's almost like, yo, the NBA is sweet. So that that, that must be the new way. When, you, drop, when, you, drop in 20, when you drop in 20 and 36 games as a rookie as at 19, yeah, the, game, the, the NBA is sweet. I mean, I guess so. You took yeah. the first 20 games off because you wasn't doing nothing but trying to figure out the speed of the game when the other boy was already putting up triple-doubles. So, and, so, though, so, B, like, you keep so, – I mean, and I know, I, you know, I'm with you. You know, they count up points at the at the end of the game. But at the same time, like, that's the point that you keep harping on, like, scoring. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of these dudes, if they put their head down, they can score if that's all they wanted their game to be about. 
They definitely can score. And Anthony Edwards is a scorer. He's going to be a, a great scorer in this league moving forward. Yo, Lamella Ball's but I just can't player. see you, of all people. And, and like I said, I know where it stems from. But if you really took a chance, Took and gave this dude a chance and sat down and watched this dude play. There's no way you're gonna say that there's a better all around rookie than Boy this year, man. There's no way. I know you do well. I know you do well. If they redrafted right now, Lamelo's going number one. Nah, Anthony's going number one. Look, no. Yeah, no, he's in denial at this part, though. At this point, you're just in denial, though. You yeah, he's fighting not. on that line. He's fighting on that line. Like, it's okay, though. We get to watch this thing play out. This, this young boy is special, yo. Because what, the, what, right, what does Sorry, the NBA Jimmy. and the voters have Jimmy. to gain? Especially especially the voters because, you know, the media they don't really bang with ball pop just like you do. So what do the voters mm-hmm. have to gain by voting this kid rookie of the year after missing 21 games? If you know, we harp on that as the big factor with Anthony Edwards balling the way that he was balling. Like, what do they have to gain by doing that other than saying, "Yo, we watched this kid and he surprised everyone." Lamelo, Lamelo Ball's attention star power is light years ahead of Anthony Edwards. Dude is but what does the what does the voting media, media gain from that? What does the voting media? Thank you, they yeah, but they, a lot of them, they, they don't bang with his pop just like you did. They started to think he was a clown and thought that he was overrating his sons. And they ain't, they not giving Lonzo that kind of uh, attention. Lonzo ain't get voted for Yo, he's, listen, he's already. And he's balling. Anthony, like, listen, Anthony Edwards is not his competition at this point. At this, at this point, it's about whose all-star spot is he going to take. Like, you talking about Anthony Edwards. Like, Anthony Edwards ain't his competition right now, bro. Like, this dude is on another yo, path, right? Yo, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. And so, Anthony Edwards isn't a future all-star, Jimmy? Maybe in, like, three, four years. But Lamar's <laughs> My man dropped 20 again. <laughs> he hates. He hates. Yo, he didn't help his team get any better. When the ball's on the court, his team was damn near getting ready to go to the playoffs. Your man put up Anthony Edwards, Edwards. without Anthony the playing Edwards. game. Without the playing game, they had a they had like a fifth, sixth spot at one point. Yeah, listen. Because I remember, I remember B was. I remember B. I remember they won a couple of games right after he got hurt, and B was trying to be on some. See, they don't need ball. They winning without him, and then you know we ain't hear nothing later. You know after they dropped out of the playoffs. When the ball was playing, when the ball was playing, they were they were a playoff team. And so your man can put up all the empty calories he wants to in Minnesota. That's what everybody does in Minnesota. They put up empty calories. But the fact of the mm-hmm. matter is, this other boy is playing for something. But this boy is on a different path, man. Like, you know, you you comparing a, a 4.0 to a 4.6 right now. Like, I don't even know. Uh, like, my boy G-Wagon, though. And I like no, man, they're not even I really do. Listen, no. And but I, but, I, but, I, 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 without, but without insulting him, without insulting him, like, like Jimmy just did. It's like I wasn't trying to insult him. The ni- no, no, I'm no, no, saying in the nicest way possible, interpreted different. I kind of agree. Like, because my what I'm saying is I like Anthony Edwards. I don't want to ever turn this into an Anthony Edwards versus Lamelo Ball. Like we're gonna like one and not like the other one. I like both of them because no, I don't no, even no, think I don't even think they're the like they're not gonna be similar players in any aspect. You know, moving forward in their career, board, so I'm like, board, listen, I ain't gonna man, pit them board, against each other Anthony, like that. Anthony Edwards is an African brother, so I respect him and, and love and admire and appreciate him. Pause. But 
at the end of the day, I'm talking about from a pure basketball standpoint, we're talking about people on two different paths right now. We're talking about someone who has – right now, now who knows how things play out. You know, he's already been injured once. We don't know that. But after his first season, man, it, I, I feel like I'm looking at a, an improved Jason Kidd. But, like, this is what we're talking about. Like, this is the path this young man is on. And it's like he was able to win the rookie year with missing 21 games because that's just how dominant he was as a basketball player. And he the interesting part – don't, don't even like him. The interesting part of this is, I, I mean – I don't ever think he's going to average more points than, than Anthony Edwards. I don't think he's ever going to score more than, than Anthony Edwards, but that's not what he's bringing. I'm, I'm, think, I, I'm telling you, the impact is a little bigger. And I'm, and I'm, I'm shocked. Like, I, you know, we always kind of tongue-in-cheek joke like, man, and, and Melo going to be better than all of them. Like, we knew, you know, with his size and all of that stuff, he had a chance to do that. But I didn't know it was going to be this clear you know, this early, you know, so I didn't know he was going to come in and be this good of a pro this quick. I mean, this is the same dude we used to see, you know, drop 70 by shooting from half court and not play a lick of defense. And like, like we talk about with survive in the chat, today, Jimmy, like, you know, LaMelo used to be on some clown stuff when they used to let him be on some clown stuff back at Chino Hills, but there might be something to this, you know, professional league. You see Luca and them come, come from playing pros and he making the league look easy. And you look at Luca like, yo, how is he doing this to the NBA? You look at Melo like this, like how is he doing this this quick? Oh God! Because y'all know he got. He gonna come around though. If bro, B can, if B can become not, a Kobe fan, he'll come around when he finally give Bo a chance. Because no, what's gonna happen is he's gonna be undeniable, just like with Kobe. Don't disrespect Kobe he's like that. You're, you're going to start to look crazy for feeling the way. When I'm talking about Jason Kidd, that's not even hyperbole. Bro, in, in, in all actuality, he had a better season than Jason Kidd did his first season. He averaged more points, more rebounds, and more assists. Like, he literally has had a better better first season than Jason Kidd did. And this is what I see when I watch him play. It's like, yo, this is the new Jason Kidd. And even even bigger. Well, taller. Yeah, Maybe, not, maybe not bigger. Like, bigger, this, but... dude, this dude is like, you know, and again, You'll see, like you know, one day it'll all make sense because the fact of the matter is, he, right now he's one day he's competing he also will watch one of uh, he will watch a Charlotte game. Like right now, you're so like against the dude, like, you won't even watch him. So you know, you let us sit up here and and do our thing, and it's funny, you know, you know, I, you know, we long, we, we troll as, you a little bit because you know we don't do the digging thing, get, thing. Get, so we troll you. But yeah. at some point, you got to watch him play, dog. For the sake of what as we do for a living, for sake of us being on this show every week, you're going to have to watch him play. <laughs> as long as Mike don't ruin that team the way Mike is known to ruin teams, like, they're, they're going to be competing. Like, you know, you see how fast that Atlanta's in the, in the um, mix. Like, they're going to be right there. And then if you get if you get Vars playing and get them all on the same team, oh, never lost. <laughs> Never lost. Mm-hmm. Listen, man. Listen, man. Lamelo, Lamelo, Lamelo Ball is on his way, and, and he continues on the path that he started as far to a Hall of Fame career. Um, you know. Oh my great. The new, the new, the new, uh, new, uh, new, new. He had to do the Hall of Fame, huh? That's funny though. We can call Listen, Anthony Edwards. Said, we can call I Anthony said, Edwards the next Dwayne Wade, but we can't call we can't call him the next Dwayne. Dwayne. D, D, I see I see D Wade with a little more range. 
Okay, mm-hmm. and if you watch these games, you wouldn't be thinking Jimmy's disrespecting Jason Kidd by saying he sees Jason Kidd. This is Jason Kidd with a little more range, to to, to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And you know what I think of Jason, Jason Kidd? Kidd with more range. Listen, I mean, look at the numbers. Like I'm a, bro. I'm a fight. I, I'm a fight on that Jason Kidd as being number two all time point guards as long as I can. I'm a fight on that lock. <laughs> as long and as the I thing can. Is, and the thing you know is, know how I think of it. This dude, this dude's first season, and in, in all actuality, is better than Jason Kidd's first season. That's what I'm saying. But his vision, I haven't seen it since Jason Kidd. He's the best rookie I've seen since LeBron. Simple as that, man. I mean, you know, and, and listen, I mean, he's the rookie of the year. I mean, you know, he's the NBA better rookie of the better year. Than, for better me. than Michael Carter Williams? Funny thing is, he's what Michael Carter Williams is supposed to be. Actually, Pretty much. Same, t- Pretty same much. size, all that kind of stuff. All right, we're going to leave you alone, B. <laughs> we, know, we know you're tired of us. Um, Stat of the week, quote of the week, real quick, and we're gonna get to bias. He's been waiting a long time. I'm sure he's talking trash about me, like it ain't three of us here. I'm pretty sure he's talking trash about me it's, somewhere it's in the chat. It's definitely bias. Definitely does. <laughs> All right, stat of the week, man. Jerome B. Lamelo Ball. <laughs> Go, going back, yo, the greatest young baller in the league, and B ain't even, you know, he ain't even peeped the the the, the title of the episode. It's gonna make him even more mad. Um, going back to the collapse from last night, man, stat of the week, Joel Embiid and Seth Curry are the only two 76ers to score a field goal in the second half of last night's game five collapse versus the Atlanta Hawks. God yeah. damn, we sucked. <laughs> How disgraceful is that, man? How disgraceful Yo! is that? Seth ain't even the fourth best player on the team. And he didn't like, come on, man. But he might be now. He probably he's the second best player now. Shout out to That's the Seth. Right. Quote of the week. I'm pulling for him in the future. Simple quote. That quote is from Andy Reid. When asked about all the criticism he's recently taken from Le'Veon Bell, who said, what, what, what did he say, Jim? I'll never play for Andy Reid again. Never play for Andy Reid again. As if he had a choice. Like, as dude, like. Andy Reid ain't checking for you. He wasn't checking for you when he was checking for you. That's why you're mad because you didn't get any playing time. So Andy Reid just said, I'm pulling for him in the future when asked about it. He didn't get into all the back and forth. I actually think Andy Reid killed him with that response because he Free pretty much know Le'Veon Bell is pretty much on his deathbed as far as his NFL career right now. So Andy just said, yeah, you know, they, when, when asked, Andy, he been shitting on you all week. Yeah, I'm pulling for that young man in the future. Basically saying, you know, I hope he get a little job because I got one. <laughs> so shout out to Andy Reid for um, you know, Yo. hitting, hitting hitting Le'Veon Bell with the with the humbleness, <laughs> the humble Yo. calm dis- destroying. Hmm. All all shots all shots and and salutes due to uh to the redhead kingpin, the guy that can't manage the clock but can manage to win a Super Bowl. Um, doesn't know what the, doesn't know what the challenge flag is, but if you give him the opportunity to plan, he will beat most people. Man, one of my favorite coaches. I acknowledge his faults. Speaking um, of challenge, man. Okay, my man. But Le'Veon Bell has managed to take his talent and run as fast as he could towards mediocrity, because I believe Bull could have been something. 
I'm not going to say Hall of Fame. I mean, he was. At one point, he was the best running back in the league. At one point. And then he he smelled himself and left that situation where he was the best running back in the league. (laughs) Yo, he's talked himself and played himself into into Bolivian. Because this dude might not get signed. Like, he might not even make a roster. Now, he'll probably make a roster. But, yo, he's he's a cornball, man. Because he might be he in that situation corn. where he's thinking his value to a team is more than any team is. So they might not want to sign their third-string running back who's going to be in the locker room talking like, you know, he's the team's best player. So he's, yeah. he's still kind of living in the past. And, and and like I say, in a certain situation, he was the best running back in the league. But sometimes people realize the grass ain't greener on the other side. I mean, he did get some some green along his travels, but you know, maybe Yo, not greener. Because then you look, at, you look at the dudes that Pittsburgh brought in after him, like um, what was the boy, Connor. Connor wasn't really that talented. Oh, oh, he was in the league because he had a nice story, but in that first year of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, he definitely overachieved. So you start to think, like, is it the system? Is it the line? Is it the, you know, you know, because Le'Veon ain't been the same since he left. He had some injuries, but I don't know. Andy Reid. Andy Reid handling. Nice and easy. Right. Yeah. Right. I wish that young man luck. <laughs> F-O-H, young man. Um, all right. So we're going to go to the phone lines real quick because uh, B and Jimmy wouldn't let me go to the phone lines. Um, so blame them, Tobias. Then we're going to go to Tobias out in uh, Arizona. What up? Let's be honest here. Y'all, talk, y'all have been talking to that brick wall about the balls. You know what his conversation was going on. <laughs> That's what it was, Tobias. They spent too much time with the balls in their mouth. I'm like, you know what it was going. I'm like, be mad. Hey, 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 Jim, I ain't even bring up, like, what was it, two, three weeks ago when B was real confident, like, uh, y'all going to say all this when, when Anthony, the rookie of the year. I ain't even bring that up, but, you know. Hey. Yep. Because for me, the voters and them don't matter. But B was definitely going. He was definitely going to throw that in our face. Had boy one. He started, yeah. throw, he started throwing it in our face before he even before the vote. I love Tobias. 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 What I do know is that America is moving towards a tanning of America. They're not going <laughs> to let. They, the reason the ball brother won is the same reason that Marshawn Lynch didn't get the ball. <laughs> in the <Super> <laughs> Hey, it is the same reason Jeff Curry got lost. first team over Chris Paul. But anyway, hey, Jim, uh, Jim, we need a we hey, need but, a but, never but, lost soundbite on the board. But but but, but, yeah, but y'all was talking about like, be with y'all that talking about like but y'all talking about Chris Paul earlier. I think what happened is I watched a lot of Suns games over the years because hey, them and my but Chicago you, Bulls are pathetic. I think the Bulls are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs you live season. There. So you turn to the local yeah. channel and they on. You ain't got no choice. Yeah. Huh? It, then the Chicago Bulls are mathematically eliminated from the 21-22 playoffs, the way you know that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. what what I think Chris Paul did was make everyone's job easier because Devin Booker was a primarily ball handler distributor last year. That ain't his game. And that's not his role. And, yeah, that's not his, yeah, his strength. Yeah, and so, and then, you know, so he couldn't maximize eight because that ain't his game. And so now when Chris Paul's there – and sometimes in sports, you need veterans to show guys how to be pros. And I think because Phoenix has sucked since when Obama had black hair, that uh, <laughs> that they were like, hell, we'll take anything. Uh, 
you know, but I think that's been good. Money Williams has been good, but it also ensured that Devin Booker's not going to ask for a trade in the next year or so. He's going to stick around for a little bit. It's stuff like that where he's showing that you're going for it. Uh, but I, I don't know y'all covered it yet, but LeBron out here talking about, I told you so, talking about injuries. Sorry, LeBron. Kyrie didn't even go to the damn bubble last year. And he's praying and I ain't stepped on y'all's foot. Uh, you stepped on a foot. Kyrie, I mean, Kawhi, the dude hit his leg. Uh, and he and he don't even play half the damn season. He still Actually, got hurt. Most of the dudes who are injured, you know, are injured they, prone. As I say, except for maybe Jamal Murray, you know, all of these dudes are kind of injured all the time. If they're not, they're load managing little injuries or making them up for something. But. And tearing the ACL, cats tear ACLs practicing. Clay I mean, but that's, that's, Achilles that's kind practicing. of LeBron just being a little salty because you know they out of. Yeah, I mean, he lost. I mean, truth truth be told, I mean he. The Lakers and the Heat played for for a long time, didn't get much of an off season. But Bron is about his money, right? Yeah. So it's like, what did you expect from the league? Like, did you expect the league to just keep hemorrhaging money and not starting the season? And like, I don't really know what he expected out of this. And tear up the collective bargaining agreement if they right. lost a million dollars, they would have torn the collective bargaining get, agreement. You wanted to get your bread, your, your bread. Y'all weren't going to say no. So I don't really understand what he thinks the league was going to do. Like, I don't understand the I told you so that he thinks he's throwing in their face. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know. and I think just, he can't say, like, Cancun, Joe. Ryan, man. You the man. Yeah, because yeah, cause Joe Ingles hitting Kawhi in the knee. Joe's been getting injured like that since the right. beginning of time. It happens. It happens. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, but, you know, I got to talk about the worst collapse since Christopher Zadok took that bullet for that white man before the Revolutionary War. Uh, but Doc Rivers, if this wasn't his first year on the team, they would have canned his ass. And here's a fun fact for y'all that Jimmy forgot to read in the receipt. They fired Vinny Del Negro for Doc Rivers, and Doc did no better than Vinny Del Negro in L.A. Right. He did right. no better. I, he I just, mean, go ahead. My bad. And, and I'll say this. Uh, I don't know how true it was that they were that close to trading Harden, but the owner in Houston didn't want it, and I think it would have been a better deal for them to get Ben Simmons. The pro- the problem I have, I don't know the man. I'm just going by all the years I've watched basketball, and Jason Kidd couldn't shoot a lick when he came in, but he developed to a decent shooter, and he became a gr- damn great free throw shooter. So if Ben Simmons give a damn. Because he ain't got you know LSU. You know what? Because I hate the whole, you know, the, the, the leaking of summer league footage and then he comes back yeah. and never does any of that. I, I, I'm i to the point where, like, you can see his improvement in those scenarios. So I think he gives a damn, but I just think it's so much in his head like, dude is really going to wait. He's not going to develop it in front of our eyes like a Jason Kidd, you know, like a half Rondo, you know, guys like that. You know, I, think this dude, I think this dude really wants to be on some. I'm not going to start doing it until I've mastered it. And, like, dude, you're going to – this town is special. You're going to get run out of town it, but I think, I think, before that happens. I think Tobias is going to something, bro. I think he don't care. I think Tobias is on to something, though. I think he don't care enough. Like, I don't think he cares. Like, I really think that he just wants to hang out with the um, the Jenner um, the Jenner clan and, you know, be be famous and make money. And, you know, I don't know if he cares enough. Because even, like, and again, I mean, but you, you know, I'm a body language expert he because of YouTube. He just won't do it in the games. 
That's when you should do yeah. it. Because you remember, like, right? And that, I no, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's like, dude, this is the situation where even when you think you have it mastered, this is where you got to use it. So it's like it you can't just hold it. Like you're gonna have to miss some shots, dude. We already know you can't shoot, so the expectations are on the floor. Miss some shots. It's cool. I'm not telling you to jack. Say, like, again, that, what, what Giannis did the other body, night, as, as, that's stupid. If you know you can't shoot, what he did the other night is just dumb. You can still stay in your lane. But, oh, oh, that's next. Oh, oh, that's next. But go as ahead, Jim. Body, hold on real quick. For, as a body language expert, what I can say is the one thing I'll talk about him and Joel, Joel seems to really care. When other boy comes off, it's not. He's different. Now, obviously, everybody has different personalities or what have you, but I think Tobias might be. I, think, I don't know if he cares enough, bro. I just don't. Like, I understand we say you see the summer league footage and all that, but all that's, that's just BS. Um, no, I mean, it is BS I don't know if, if you're going to attempt any of it in the game. I, I'm, yeah, that, you know, I, I agree with y'all 100%. They're, I just have a feeling this dude is one of them dudes where, like, like I, I, I don't even – I'm not even mad that he's a stay-in-your-lane player, but your lane shouldn't be, like, I'm not going to do anything. Like, come on, dog. Like that make it your, lane. your lane should be, I'm not going to go overboard while I'm trying to work on this stuff in the games. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go out here and just jack five threes a game knowing I don't have that yet. I'm not going to just keep jacking jump shots because people want me to jack jump shots. But do something, yeah, dude, it, uh, because we see you cooking people in these foot. And, and this ain't nobody's. Like, these are NBA players he's playing against. I know it's not an NBA game with the lights on, but, dude, you have to – this is the situation where it's going to count. Do it sometime. You know what? You practice. When we play Orlando Magic, we play, you know what I mean, teams like that, work on that shit. Remember Kill? Remember you know the problem Doc Bay, Jim? Maybe Doc Bay work on his left hand like, in the game? Like, yeah, yeah. We, this is a lot of games. You're playing all I, I, think, I think it's a combination – I think it's a combination of what both of y'all are saying, bro. Like, when you get up no shots in the fourth quarter when a team is like – coming at you the way the Hawks were, and you don't get up one shot. You you don't even, like, put your head down and, and, and Giannis your way to the basket one time. Like, yo. You need to put me in, Coach. Well, I'll get a new shot. To that. That, John, I, don't, I don't think I – w- I would say more so in the earlier moments when he's not shooting is a more of a don't care. In, the, in those moments, he don't want no part of that, Jim. He don't want to go to the foul line. So he ain't putting his head down uh, nowhere. He does not want to end up hey, in the foul. Um, so, so if Ben Simmons goes to the hole in the fourth quarter, it's not going to be, you know, he's going to get grabbed. They're not going to let him score a point. So he has to go to the foul. That's what that is. He's heart, man, because I, I watched him beat make 20 straight foul shots. But when it came down to the clutch last night with the game on the line, he bricked two of them. He missed two. Yeah. yeah. But – you know, I mean, I remember same a year, couple years ago. I remember a couple. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'll say a couple years ago. I remember someone was messing with Ben Simmons about shooting. He's like, oh, "I'm good. I'm an all star." You know, so I'm like, "He's good where he, he actually got an all star. He, he got accolades." Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's because you know he's embarrassed. Those questions keep coming. Yeah. You're gonna get mad, but, but, so you're but, gonna but, start. You're gonna start breaking but, bad in the answers. But you're playing. Here's the only way that anything may get through to him. They like to ship his ass out of town. That's the he only means, way that he'll have to work. That like he'll 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 carry enough to improve because he's been like five, five, ten years. And so you you have to. But y'all talking about Giannis, right? Coach Bud, I know B. Austin's not a college football guy. So here's a quick one for you. USC lost when Lane Kiffin coached USC. They lost like sixty something to twenty four against Arizona State out here. Herm's gonna be back on TV pretty soon after those scandals come out. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but. 
They fired Lane Kiffer on the tarmac. He didn't even go back to the facility. They say it's over. They should do that to button holder. Because to me, Giannis is a fox. When you're playing against this Nets team, Brooke Lopez should be coming off the bench and give you offense to the second unit. Giannis is scared of the foul line, too. You cannot be a number mm. one in this league if you are scared. If you if you are scared stiff stiff like like you saw Jigsaw coming into the room, you can't be. He's our number one option. He he doesn't. What is his greatest skill? Halfback power. That's his greatest skill. Uh, that's his go-to move. And he see here's the pro, this is where I think people talk about more athletic, more skill, whatever. But this is where basketball IQ comes into play. Blake Griffin cannot stick you. James Harden cannot move. James Harden should not be waving off a double team, and you six foot eleven, two time MVP, shooting a fadeaway jumper like you, Lamarcus Aldridge, like you, MJ. You can't do that. And, and, and they say, "Oh, well, shoot listen, the three, idiot!" They I, want you to shoot the three. <laughs> a couple things, right? So. James Harden actually, believe it or not, is a better post defender than most even give him credit for. And I saw him do that, wave them off. But you're absolutely I was about to say, right about that. Even that's him, the even, only place he can play being, Really? True. <laughs> absolutely true. But even with that being said, I agree with you. He's still got to like, put your head down and go to the basket. You do it any other time. But, again, I still think a lot of that, like, goes to Bud. Coach like, it. goes to Coach Bud because, listen, even with, even with um, the, the center. Because yeah, 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 if we right? know it, then he should be preaching it. Like, Listen, when, when during during the course of the game, they kept putting like small dudes on him, and he would he would actually score in the post. He did it several times, but then for the most part, every time they put a small guard on him, he still had him playing on the outside. Like yo, they even went they even went through the footage. It was like every time he goes into the post with a guard, he scores. But they're putting a guard on him every play. Why don't you keep doing it? Like, yeah, what is, and what that's, is wrong that's with why. That's why I don't get freaked that excuse defensively. Like, people be like, well, he a big. He can't be chasing around. No, nah, this is the position they got him really playing. He a couple plays. We just call him a big. Yo, I'm, talking, I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Lopez. With Lopez, Lopez, they kept putting point guards on Lopez. He was uh, he uh, be on the post, uh, right? Every time, yeah. every, time he, every time he got in the post, he would score. Hey, well, you know he would Lopez. He got in the post, he would score. Right? But then – Every play they put a guard on him, and the coach is having him run a play where he's out on the wing. I'm like, every time he's been in the post, he's scoring, but you you don't go back yeah. to it. Because Buttenhauser got him as a set shooter now. Yeah, can I bring up something for y'all about them also? Why in the hell they weren't running James Harden all over the court, putting him in pick and rolls? Right. Running him. Oh, my bad. Right. They put P.J. Tucker, who just stand in the corner and wait for Yo. his shot. I mean, you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't trying to kill you, but boy, but if I know you got a a, a sore hamstring, come on, man, we run a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 we can pick a roll. We, we can sit here. We can sit we here for twenty day, minutes and talk about like, so we can sit here for twenty minutes and talk about everything that Bud does wrong. But but like, what is he doing? <laughs> he on that Bud. <laughs> Yo, how does somebody, how does somebody score fifty points but you don't double team them one time? Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing with that. If Jeff Green beats you, you shake his hand. Although we know Jeff Green is going three for 12 tonight. That's been his whole career. Um, <laughs> we've been waiting for Jeff Green like we're waiting on Haley's Comet to come back. It ain't happening. Uh, you know, but you ha- if Joe Harris beats you, God bless you. You shake their hands and say congratulations. You can't let this guy get pick and rolls going one-on-one against Brooke Lopez. That ain't, that ain't smart. And Giannis, yeah. see, I remember this. I know Jenny remember this. 
It was that year where they like to play the Celtics. Well, you shouldn't have taken all day. But here's the thing. Um, but I'll be real quick. It was when the Lakers played the Celtics and Paul Pierce had that wheelchair game. He was cooking the Lakers. He was cooking medals. Yeah. You saw Kobe on TV say, F it, I'll guard him. It doesn't matter if he cooks you. You have to be the man out there and take up the challenge, and your teammates will follow you. But I know that Dev and Jimmy and B. Austin took Lovier, took all my time. You guys have a great day, man, and talk to you guys next week. <laughs> all right. We took all, everybody's you know, time. Think, we, were, we were cooking tonight. <laughs> it was one of the coaches on TV. The boy said Larry Bird would do the same thing, and Larry Bird was the worst defensive player in the history of basketball. But if he was cooking the Celtics, he would still try to guard you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just a pride thing sometimes. Like sometimes you're gonna do it and it's gonna look heroic, and it ain't gonna work. But at least we can say you you tried. Because at the end you of the tried. day, if he, was gonna, if he was gonna get y'all fifty and an L anyway, at least go out looking heroic. Okay. Bud makes so many mistakes on both sides of the ball, man. Like, you know, Giannis got to step up a butt. Yo, Bud, yo, he should not be allowed to coach that. Somebody from the assistant coach has got to, like, tell him to stay in the locker room. He's terrible. Dude. Like, I don't know if you noticed, though, Jim, in the Sixers game, sometimes Sam Cassell looked like he'd be taking over. I'm like, he know Doc yo, a pack. Yo, so. <laughs> yo, but even Doc, will, even Doc, will, I've seen Doc run a double at Trey a couple of times. Like, yo, how does somebody score 50? You don't run a double at him one time. Yeah, yeah, and probably. Um, all right, so, yeah, we, we are going to do that. We, we, we'll we get to these, these grind topics. We'll mix them in with the ones next week because it, it ain't nothing time sensitive. We can still uh, rap about them next week. So we're going to go straight to this date in sports history. Before we get out of here, this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. Go pick up your copy of Sports the Book at our website, warroomsports.com, or at sportsthebook.com, written by Warroom Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Look, it's, it's, it's a must right now, especially how the world of sports is going right now. You need this, this different, different perspective. You need something different than these talking heads that you're watching on TV every night. So make sure you pick up your copy. This date in sports history, man, this was a big one. I remember exactly where I was for at least two of these, and it's three. June 17, 1994, the biggest one there is. O.J. Simpson doesn't turn himself in on murder charges. L.A. police chase his ass in his Ford Bronco for an hour and a half before he eventually gives up. And all of this was seen on live national TV while the NBA Finals were going on. They were cutting into the NBA Finals because this was much more interesting than the Knicks and the and the Rockets at the time, or whoever the hell they were playing. All right, uh, June 17, 1992, the day the Philadelphia 76ers traded Charles Barkley for three bags of Doritos uh, to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, June 17th, shout out to Hornacek, Tim Perry, and Andrew Lang. Andrew Lang. Andrew Lizang. Uh, June 17th, 1988, the Givens family reports that Mike Tyson has been beating his wife, Robin Givens. And we'd like to give a nice big war room salute to all, the, oh. all of these historical moments in sports, even though if two of them was bad about wife beating and murder charges. Um Shout out to these moments, man, because these moments kind of, you know, shape, help shape some of the landscape. So, uh, shout out to that. All right, well, let me hear you. Out you got a couple seconds left. 
I just want to say thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the War Room. Everything we do can be found at warroomsports.com. My book, Sports yes, the Book, can be found at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. Mellow Ball! <laughs> www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.